Studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Gentlemen, start your engine. <laughs> Impex Pre-Owned presents Start Your Engines. Find your next car, truck, or SUV at Impex Pre-Owned on Asheville Highway in Boiling Springs and ImpexPreOwned.com. Here's your racing team for today. Show producer, Ronnie Black. Author and veteran motor sports journalist, Deb Williams. Local action from winning car builder and owner, Alan Hill. Former NASCAR team manager and author, Greg Moore. And now, here's your host for Start Your Engines, racing historian and author, Perry Allen Wood. Greg, let's don't go to Mount Airy today. Perry, that was <laughs> one of the best decisions <laughs> that I think... Uh, well, you and me both made it. You, we, you, you had your reason, and I had, and we both had the second reason. But uh, good morning, and welcome to Start Your Engines. I wasn't supposed to be here today, and Greg was supposed to be with me up at the Moonshiners Convention or whatever you call it, an, an old time racers reunion in Mount Airy, North Carolina. But I uh, woke up yesterday and I saw a ninety-nine, not just ninety, but a ninety-nine percent chance of rain for Mount Airy. And I called Greg. Was that yesterday or th- that was Thursday? And I said, Greg, let's, I mean, this is, I'm not going up there and for the rain and I can't set all that stuff up tent or no tent. So, uh, let's don't go. And you said, what I said was perfect timing because, uh, it wasn't a type weather for Perry to have to babysit me, which he does every time, but I've had some health problem, but, uh, everything's getting cool, but, uh, the weather weather met really messes with those deals bad. But you weren't up for a long trip. That's what not, you told me. Not really. Not, not really. You can go to Applebee's and you can fool around Spartanburg, but overnight in Mount Airy with a bunch of Yeah, I'm not really supposed to be hillbillies. Getting me getting much <laughs> further to Mike Greenville without uh, one of y'all with me or murder somebody with me, but uh, yeah, we made a cool move. We it, made an ex- executive decision uh, it jointly. Was exactly right. An executive to, decision. To not go and I probably not missed maybe we are maybe we aren't but anyway well, we, uh, we were on advertisement though oh yeah we they, we were listed as uh under the main tent with the celebrities so uh anyway good morning alan good morning perry uh got a lot scheduled today uh just sit back and watch some uh racing on tv i'm sorry i misworded that a lot of local action <laughs> scheduled <laughs> Not unless you got a boat. <laughs> <laughs> well, once again, is it scheduled? It's scheduled. Okay, but, uh, it's scheduled, but make, probably one, not going to happen. One's done being called. Oh, okay. All right. Well, that's what I was getting at. Good morning, Ronnie. Good morning. Well, it, it was timed pretty good for us last night because the the local high school football game ended, and within 10 minutes, it was raining. Well, that's good. Yep. That good timing. And when I woke up this morning, I looked out the window and said, ah, oh, crap. Well, I tell you what, I'll actually, unless I've got something to do and I don't, cause I got my yard work done yesterday and, uh, my beloved Gamecocks will be, uh, on the air at noon. I'm a, I'm pretty tickled with it cause I'm going to sit there till about midnight and then I'm going to start, uh, watching old movies. So, uh, I told you I watched Dunkirk. Last you did night. an excellent that's, movie. Yeah. It's not an old movie, but that was, it was good. Uh, that was 
you know, I, I didn't really know what went on there, but uh, I do right. now. And uh, I knew it was just a bunch of British strand and other nationalities stranded on the beach trying to get evacuated. But I didn't know it was like, it's not funny, like 400,000 of them. Yeah. And, and while we're talking about Britain, yeah. they lost Queen Elizabeth yesterday. Yep. No, well, day was, before yesterday. Day before yesterday. Yeah. That was, you know, there, that means a lot to a lot of people mm-hmm. in the United States. And, uh, the CBS Evening News last night, they did almost the whole show from there uh, yeah. with uh, only uh, like five minutes or ten minutes at the end for something else. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you know. And listen, all the things that that lady, world events that she went through is amazing. I mean, her first prime minister was Churchill. Yep, that's true. It certainly was. And uh, when did she uh, take, take off, not office, when was she coronated? She was actually coronated in 1953. She r- rose to power when her father died in 1952. What else happened in 52? There was a, a really wonderful guy born. That me. That was me. Well, no, and I was some other guy 52. was born in yeah, Greer I was born or in somewhere. 52. Where were you born? Uh, Mary Black Hospital oh, okay. in Spartanburg. Right. You couldn't get in the main hospital, huh? No. <laughs> we, we, didn't know, we, did, we didn't know there was another hospital. <laughs> okay i'm just kidding you yeah ronnie and i uh uh we're starting on our second queen on yeah. a, on a, 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 our second royalty this will be a king so uh anyway welcome to start your engines off to a kind of a crazy start this morning but uh it is a good day to stay indoors um i can't tell if this is passing through or not this weather but uh it, it sort of looks like underneath if you look below spartanburg county which is what union and lawrence and stuff like that it looks like it may be originating from there and uh I've already looked at Kansas, where NASCAR is, and it looks pretty clear. So uh, I think on the national scene, we'll have some good racing. Uh, or the uh, Go ahead. Have you checked on Arkansas? Yeah, it's good, unfortunately. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I, I, you know, play them in the clear weather. It's, uh, what will be, will be. But anyway, um, might be kind of messy for Furman and Clemson and Elon and Wofford. But uh, the uh, what I was going to say is there's some big races this weekend. IndyCar wraps it up. They are done after uh, uh, Monterey, so no, not Sonoma, uh, Monterey, uh, Laguna California, Laguna Seca. Yeah, yep. Laguna Seca. Thank you. Thank you, Greg. And uh, the um, Grand Prix boys are back in action full swing, and they go to the third oldest purpose-built racetrack in the world monza in italy and if you've ever seen the movie grand prix with those enormous high banks when they had an oval that they raced there on well they don't use any of that anymore and uh the movie grand prix they used one of the turns one of those high bank turns but it's uh it's still there it's all overgrown with weeds and it's a beautifully spectacular deserted speedway but the rest of it's there and it's six points mile long six point 3.6 miles long and has been there since 1922. So, uh, Mazda's a good one. It's got a tremendous history. And of course, everybody's standing there waving the Ferrari flag. So, uh, we'll see what happens with the Grand Prix cars. But, uh, we had some good racing last week. And, you know, I, when we were going to Mount Airy, Greg, I was thinking, well, you know, we're not going to be able to talk about Darlington. It'll be two weeks by the time we get back to the show. So, we will be to talk, able to talk about Darlington. Uh, Greg, something I want you to expand on later, not now, but later, uh, is the NASCAR all-star race going back to North Wilkesboro. 
And I know that Bud Moore uh, ran probably hundreds of races there, counting modifieds and everything. But um, that's that's pretty cool. I think everybody's on board with it. And I know you probably have a lot of memories of Northwell. One of our most favorite racetracks. Even even it was a, a one of the favorite tracks when, like our older brothers, our older brothers are the same age and uh, they almost was born into World War Two. But that, that Wiltsboro was a good place uh, for Bud Moore cars or ones that he worked on, and I, I I can't think it's any more fitting. Like that place, a lot of history. Uh, just, just, I think it's fantastic that they're going to do that. Uh, if they're not going to do it the other way, it's a good way of doing it. Well, one of the things that, uh, um, and I'm not sure, and this is not a political show by any stretch of the imagination, but I can't even think of the name of the funds right now. Maybe I've got it here someplace. I, I did print off a bunch of stuff last night, but, uh, it's, like 18 or 40 million dollars or a tremendous amount of money from the government for some uh, some program uh went to the state of north carolina and they put my figures are off i may get them straight for the end of the show but uh 14 uh, i mean uh, a, a tremendous amount of it went towards north wilkesboro so they uh, are spending a ton of money there it's not up to snuff yet. I tell you, when I wrote that first book, Silent Speedways of the Carolinas, I went up there because this is like the, the last chapter of the book because it had the most races. And, uh, I mean, it was falling apart. I mean, I wouldn't sat down in there without a tetanus shot. So uh, it was um, it was in really bad shape. But they've run several races there now. And I'm sure uh, Deb can tell us more about it. She did a little bit because she's already been there once for the race that uh, – one of her favorites and uh, uh, a guy she wrote a book about, Ryan Newman, won a race up there. I think it was a modified race. But it's good to have North Wilkesboro back. And uh, they sort of they sort of asked, I don't know if it was the governor. He didn't have anything to do with it. Or the, the one of the big wigs from NASCAR that was when they there when they made this announcement in Raleigh in front of the state museum on, I guess that was Thursday, if there was a chance that other NASCAR races could come to uh you know, North Wilkesboro. And he said, well, I mean, they're running on the streets of Chicago next year. So who's to say what they might do and what they might not do. So I, I think it's probably going to get a truck race and then, uh, and then maybe go straight to Xfinity and cup or both or all three. I don't know, but I know it's a, it's a big hit with the fans and you can bellyache about NASCAR, the things they try and some of it works and some of it doesn't, but, uh, at least on the face of it, this is very popular. This this one looks really good, and you know, uh, Enix Staley owned it, legendary owner that was yep. real close with France. Uh, a great race. Somebody said Earnhardt Jr. went up there and cut the grass or something. He I, probably did. I mean, I, I <laughs> he's, I, he's I, behind. He's got a lot to do with this. He's it, behind a lot of yeah, it. Yeah, and it, it's just it, it's just a good place. Junior Johnson territory, all kind of tales. I think probably Thunder and Carolina. Some of the themes on it. Uh, as much Darlington and Wilkesboro and everything kind of a combination, but a, a legendary track, and I think it's a good move on NASCAR to do it. Well, it's a popular move, and we'll see how it works out, and we'll be hearing a whole, whole lot more about it. We'll ask Deb about it in a, actually in about five minutes. Um, Alan, you uh, you said that uh, out there in the lobby, did I see the Xfinity race from Darlington? That was, we'll get into it a little deeper, but that was 
quite a finish. Yes, it was. That last lap, uh, just drive it off in the corner and hold it wide open. <laughs> <laughs> Scrape along the wall and try Scrape to make along it. along the wall. Darlington never did. Uh, don't fail to, you know. Of course, that was Larson that tried that, right? And uh, Yes, it was. And uh, sold out crowd. Yeah. I mean, that's uh, for Darlington to be sold out, you know. Well, well I'm not sure the Xfinity race no, was, but the, the, Xfinity, the but cup the race was. Cup uh, race was. Yep. I mean, they, they advertised it, but uh, glad to see Darlington doing what it's doing right now. And I think they're going to come back even stronger. I, it looks kind of, that press box I got up there on the top of the grandstand looks kind of anemic. I mean, they, they need to get something something bigger up there. I'll never sit in it, but, uh, you know, they usually have the with all the suites and everything. But if they keep packing it like they did this past week, um, you know, Darlington's li- alive and well, without a doubt. Another thing I'd like to tell did you have something else there, Alan? No. You leaned to the mic and opened your mouth. <laughs> well, I was going to say, you know, for all the, the points leaders and stuff, uh, the nine, everybody started having trouble. The five car, the one car, mm-hmm. uh, the 18. Who would have believed that? Blew up under the caution flag. Truex, even though he's not in the, in the chase anymore, but uh, that was hard to see Truex get out of that car and walk away like he did. And uh, that that dominant of a race car at the racetrack. Well, he was well on his way to showing that he should have been in the, uh, in his opinion, in the in the final uh, in the chase. But uh, also another big thing coming up is we're gonna on Tuesday, from what I heard on Open Mike Daily Wednesday or was it Thursday, whenever it was, um, they had Jeremy Clements as they do every week and. 10.30 Saturday morning, uh, Tuesday morning is the hearing. And uh, he had no other details than that. He, you know, you don't know who the hearing officers are going to be. and Or, I mean, I don't think you do. I don't know. I'm sure NASCAR knows. Uh, and one thing I want to ask Deb and Greg, you might be able to answer this one because I talked to Bud about it when we wrote his book because uh, he was on a lot of those panels I that was. heard some stuff. He said the one he talked about, well, he talked about a couple of them in the book actually kind of reluctantly he didn't want to get too far behind the curtain but uh he was talking about michael walter shot um tony stewart the bird one time and got fined ten thousand dollars and uh so they looked at the video and uh the nascar guy says look he shot him the bird there's no doubt about it and bud says well i don't know all them fingers some of them weren't curled under like they're supposed to be he might have just been waving at him and uh, so they went back and forth, and I think they finally did away with the fine because it, it was a uh, too much, uh, too much uh, gray area there, I guess you'd say. But it was. Uh, I, I was there that day, and uh, <laughs> anytime Daddy went up there with that committee, only the the people that was actually involved. And sometimes you see Chrysler people come, you know, to help represent yeah. different things. And uh, NASCAR always has their representative. And it's a it's, it's a party. It's a fair it's a fair deal. <laughs> it, it sounds like it, Bud said it was. But, but see, the drivers always take, sticking their hand out the window to put air on, <laughs> and and you know it, it was a real gray area call, and uh, he beat the rap though. Bud said there was another one where some I think it was a modified driver had some illegal part on his car, and so they find him pretty hard, or they yeah they find him pretty hard, and then. Uh, and then they caught him again doing the same thing. And uh, I guess Bud must have been on that committee too, by coincidence or about whatever. And uh, they suspended him. <laughs> I mean, you, you get 
you might beat the rap the first time or it might get upheld, but you do the same thing twice and you're probably not going to make it. So. No, no, that, that catch you twice. I mean, <laughs> uh, oh, one of the more interesting ones was, uh, uh, back, uh, with Childress, they, 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 they some of them was putting, not filling their cars all the way up with gas and buddy Baker was in on, on this one. And, uh, like Baker said, you, I said, that driver would know if that thing only had two gallons instead of 22. So, so that got protested and that never stood leg, had a leg to stand on, but no, it, you can protest with NASCAR. And if you got a good point, you might win, you might win. Well, I think all Jeremy's after, and I agree with this. I, 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 this is what I gathered from what he said the other night, you know, the fines bad, the points are bad and everything, but get us in the playoffs. Just let us get in the playoffs, and uh, you know that'll be uh, that'll be good enough. So, uh, all right, we're gonna take a break unless Alan's got something to say, and uh, <laughs> we're gonna come back and talk to Dead Williams. You are listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Start Your Engines will be back after this quick pit stop on Fox Sports fourteen hundred and ninety eight three FM. Big selection. All great. Better deals. Come and get it at Impex Pre-Owned on Asheville Highway. No payment for 45 or even the first 90 days at Impex Pre-Owned. Come check out the best selection of pre-owned vehicles and test drive your next ride today. Ask about our first-time buyers program. Hurry on over to Impex Pre-Owned. 8989 Asheville Highway in Boiling Springs. We can get you driving no matter what. The attorneys at Carolina Law Group aren't your local injury attorneys. They will always fight for you and aren't scared of the big insurance companies. The best part about Carolina Law Group is that they are local, located here in Spartanburg. And when you call Carolina Law Group, you will always speak with an attorney like Nahar Patel, who was recently voted as best injury attorney in the upstate, or attorneys Matthew Whitehead and Mitchell Bird, who were finalists for best trial attorney. The Carolina Law Group is aggressive and loyal and will fight for you. Call today, 864-757-5555, or visit thecarolinalawgroup.com. You already know Palmetto Spirits is the place to go for wine, fine bourbons, and home bar essentials. But Palmetto Spirits is also the perfect place to pick up your favorite local craft brews like RJ Rockers, crowd-pleasing Budweiser brands, and world-famous imports like Stella Artois, Modelo, and Corona. Whether you're in search of the ideal wine pairing or the ideal gift, Jim and the staff at Palmetto Spirits will get it in your hands. Palmetto Spirits, located at the corner of Reedville and Anderson Mill Roads. Make Phillips and Long Fuel Chesney your source for propane in Spartanburg County. They offer propane for hot water heaters, cooking, and heat. They can fill your grill tank and get you ready for grilling season. Not only do they sell propane, but they sell a large variety of propane accessories such as grill tanks and other appliances that run on propane. If your propane tank is running low, call and they'll have it filled within one business day. Call them at 864-461-8511. That's Phillips and Long Fuel, located at 421 South Alabama Avenue in Chesney. Image Printing is the only shop in the upstate that prints signage, decals, banners, t-shirts, wide format printing, full color paper printing, and offers graphic design services all in-house. And now Image Printing is offering custom t-shirts with no minimum quantity. That's right, Image Printing now offers direct-to-garment printing, which means you can get your design printed on a t-shirt, whether you want one or 1,000. Visit Image Printing at 845 California Ave, across the street from the Spartanburg County Detention Center. Call 864-583-8848.
Webb Williams is trackside and ready to go. What's going on at this week's big race? Now let's go live to Deb. Uh, good morning, Deb. How are you? Oh, good morning. Thank you. And I'm not trackside in Kansas City. No, and you aren't at the bull uh, tossing or whatever it was, the uh, the rodeo. That you were, it's so not. It's, it's bull riding, riding, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. You didn't make yeah, that either. Out, uh, that's, uh, that's a night deal in Winston-Salem, and I had some things come up that I needed to take care, care of. Yep. Some things came up with me and Greg, too, like 100% chance of rain. So, uh, <laughs> and Greg said he didn't feel like making a long trip yet anyway, but boy, we sure had a lot of action last week in Darlington. I think, uh, we were just talking about for that cup race. Anyway, those packed grandstands, uh, really looked good. And, uh, I think they got their money's worth. Oh, they definitely did. It was a sellout and it was definitely interesting and certainly turned the playoffs upside down. So, yeah, there's a lot of people that'll be looking to get back on track with everything this weekend in Texas. Well, where do we start? Uh, you mean Kansas? I'm sorry, Kansas, yeah. I'm still I, bull I, That's what came up with Texas. <laughs> I, I love correcting Deb because it never happens. <laughs> uh, yeah, but um, I guess the biggest happy part of the story, and there's a lot of things to talk about, is uh, the 43 back in Victory Lane. I know a lot of people were happy about that, and I was one of them. Oh, yes. I have to agree. I was, too. That was a... Uh, a wonderful deal, and it was interesting because I don't think a lot of people realize that was Eric Jones' second Southern 500. You know, that, that other one just sort of slipped away into history. I forgot that's where he won uh, his second race as well. Yeah, it's uh, Joe Gibbs Racing when he was driving there. But the interesting thing was that Richard Petty and Dale Inman had already headed home, but Richard did call him on his cell phone and I thought it was really neat in the Enfield Media Center when Eric did his post-race press conference, and he was talking about how much he has learned from Richard Petty, and he said that after each race that Richard will definitely tell him what he has done wrong in the race and tell him <laughs> what he needs to do better. Well, um, now that was a question I've had for a long time, not just uh, this past weekend, but is Richard at all the races now? And I mean, he's not sitting on the pit box. He must be uh, on the in the a suite or a, something. Where does Richard watch the races from? Well, sometimes he'll be up on top of the trailer if he's there during practice and all. Prior to the pandemic, he was going to basically all the races at that time. And then when the pandemic came, he started, of course, staying home as all the team owners did. But uh, lots of times he and Dale Inman will be there before the race starts and depending on how everything goes or if it's a day race or a night race or, or exactly where the race is will depend on when he leaves. But with it being a night race, he and, and Dale had already headed home because Darlington is about, I know when I lived in Raleigh, it took me three hours to get from Darlington to Raleigh, so... Darlington's probably a good two-and-a-half-hour drive to Randleman. Watch it going through MACB. They will give you a ticket. Oh, yes. In fact, <laughs> one person said, uh, without that, the tickets given out, their town would probably go bankrupt. Well, I've heard that many times because I've got a whole lot of friends. Not me, miraculously, but I know a whole lot of people that have been pulled in MACB. 
And uh, I, I don't think I always slow through McBee, but I've gotten pulled in Jefferson before. Okay, well, I usually take I twenty <laughs> to go to Columbia on twenty six and take twenty and then get off on fifty two. I guess it is. But anyway, a um, lot of other storylines coming out of Darlington last week from the Cup race. Uh, pretty vocal uh, comments there by Kevin Harvick, who's never really been one of my favorites, but I think he's got one of the lines of the year when he said. Um, I couldn't make myself sit in that car and burn up. So uh, mm-hmm. that was, I don't know if that's an exact quote, but that's pretty much the essence of it. What, uh, what is it now? Is this just a Ford problem? Which I, I, I don't, I was looking at a bunch of people tweeting and quacking and all sorts of stuff. And I didn't know what, uh, what, what the truth was, but this has this mostly been a Ford problem, uh, but whatever it is, it's rubber off the track accumulating like in the rocker panels and heating up and catching on fire. Am I, am I on the money here? Yes, you are correct. Um, and there's only been one non-Ford that has caught fire this year, and I believe it was Bowman uh, earlier this year. But it's been five Fords since Indianapolis. And I know that NASCAR was meeting with Roush Yates, with um, Doug Yates, to see if perhaps, there was something about their engine that was running hotter than the Chevrolet and the Toyota engine. But it also seems to happen at tracks where there's a lot of tire wear. And the, and the track eats up the tires and the rubber gets caught in there. But a lot of people miss the fact that about the time that Kevin Harvick's car caught fire, J.J. Yaley's car caught fire, which yep. is a Ford as well. Yep. So they've all been looking into it. I heard that there's already been a part change where they've taken out the composite part of the car and replaced it with with steel. Yeah, I read so it. That's a good way. Yeah, I read it yesterday. I didn't understand it at all, but it was. Uh, I mean, it, it it was several things you have to do, and. Um, course it's people even even at that no, no matter what you do you're gonna have people belly aching about it but um you know it was uh and another guy be- saying that you know nascar's always been reactive and not proactive and i of to a large extent i agree with that but this uh i don't know if this fix is really the fix if it's something they had to come up with over the weekend it, it's made it sound like whoever was talking about it and presenting this which was some nascar official they this had been in the works for a while so uh it's it's kind of complicated as it is, and there are several steps to do this thing. It sounds like to me they just didn't start working on it Sunday night. Well, that's that's been our understanding as well. I find it interesting the person says that NASCAR's always been reactive rather than proactive. Sometimes you don't know you've got a problem till it occurs, and then you've got to react. It's yeah. like when you've got a, a bad intersection and you keep telling the city or the county officials or whoever that, hey, you know, if you don't put a stoplight up here, there's going to be a bad crash, and then they have a bad crash, and then they put a stoplight up. So lots of times in racing, you don't know you've got a problem, and you reactive is more the way you have to go because you don't know you got a problem until it occurs. But I found that interesting that Kevin Harvick's fire occurred, let's see, three days after he had really opened up, he and Denny Hamlin both had opened up during playoff media day about the hard hit. Yes. The drivers were taking and yep. the cars being so rigid. So 
Yeah, they've got several issues there that they definitely need to work on and get worked out before <clears throat> next season starts. Uh, Deb, I hate to tell you this, but I, I sort of had a sly smile when uh, um, Chase Elliott was the first car, car out of the race. I pulled for <laughs> Chase. I like him anyway, but uh, that was quite uncharacteristic. And uh, he just he just broke too many pieces to fix in 10 minutes. That's correct. And, you know, it, when he didn't have much to say, and he only talked to the MRN person, and that was it. And fortunately, a coworker of mine happened to be standing close by and heard what he told the MRN person. And that was, we've got to perform better next week. Well, but uh, that that wasn't a car. Well, I mean, did he not just lose it, uh, you know, or was it a, a mechanical failure? Well, that I don't know. Okay. I don't know if the mechanical part failed first, and that's what caused him to spin and hit the wall, or vice versa. But it was interesting to see the parts that they were removing and how they had broken that that was coming out on pit road when they were repairing the car. Well, one of the things that surprised me most was uh, the reaction of Bush after his motor blew during the caution laps. And he didn't seem real upset. I mean, for, for Kyle Bush. Yes, and that made me wonder something when I was going to the press conference Thursday about North Wilkesboro getting the All-Star race next year. Another person and I were discussing it, and he said, did Kyle Bush miss a shift? Is that what caused the engine to blow? I mm. said, you know, that's a good question. I don't know, because Denny Hamlin did that at Las Vegas earlier this year. And when you've driven the H pattern shifter for so long and now you're go you've gone to a sequential shifter, when that person said that to me, I got to thinking, hmm, wonder if Kyle Bush did make a mistake in shifting on that sequential shifter and that's what caused the engine to blow. It sounds like they're gonna um maybe come to some sort of conclusion with his uh contract business, uh this week or very soon, anyway. Oh, wait a minute. I'm sure they will because Kyle told everyone at, at the media day for the playoffs that the reason it had not been settled before now was because of the part that Kyle Busch Motorsports was playing in it. He said that that was 80 to 85% of the holdup. He said if it had just been him and KBM hadn't been involved, that the contract situation would have been settled a long time ago. I saw something late last night, um, and I can't remember what I saw. It was after I watched Dunkirk, and it was about one thirty in the morning. Did somebody sign to take uh, um, Reddick's place at Childress? Well, there's been rumors. There's been all kinds of rumors going around, and... Kyle told us that he's, I think he's got like seven to eight contracts before him, in front of him. And one rumor that has been going around was rather than keeping Reddick on as a lame duck for next season, so to speak, was swapping him and Kyle Bush. That, that's what I saw. I, I was look. I, I wiped my eyes out and I looked and I blinked a couple of times. I said, "Am I really seeing this?" And actually, it just now popped into my mind that I did see it. 
that was that's been one of the rumors. Okay. Uh, yeah, and of course, I'm sure everyone remembers when Richard Childress took off his watch. He was going to take off his watch before he hit Kyle Busch <laughs> when he was angry at Kyle Busch. But that has been one of the rumors floating around was that he and Reddick would swap. Yeah. And then, you know, the other thing that's been the holdup is Kirk and what's going to happen there. I mean, supposedly another rumor has been that Kyle would go over to the 45 next year and um, Ty Gibbs would go into the 18. But in respect of Kyle, he wouldn't drive the 18. He would drive the 54. But then supposedly... That hit a roadblock because of Reddick coming over next year and 2311 not having a third charter yet. And it would just be a one-year deal for Kyle Busch, and he didn't want a one-year deal. So, I mean, it has been a changing, moving part that I would say changes with every 48 hours or 24 hours. I know when I got to media day on Thursday, everything was different from what I had heard just a few days earlier on Sunday at Daytona. Um, so it's it's been, you know, supposedly he was going to go to college, and the I mean the the rumors and the innuendos and the suppositions. It, it's been unbelievable the amount of things that the the rumors that have been going and the options that he supposedly has. Well, we'll probably come to a conclusion there pretty soon. Boys, I, and, and boys and Jada, I'm sorry that uh, Deb sent me the point standings and uh, I didn't send it to any of you guys. So here it is. I'll send it to you later. This is after the Southern 500. Allen has got 34 points. I've got 31 points. Deb has got 27 points. Lanny has 24 points. Jada's jumped up there with 20. She's getting ready to be a factor here. And Greg's got 19. And, Ronnie, you got 13. You're way back, but it looks better. So, uh, <laughs> we're uh, – well, I'm holding down the bottom. Well, that's, keep, it, keep it down there. We don't need any more company at the top. Um, it's always important to have a good foundation no matter what. <laughs> well, that's, and that's what we've got. Ronnie's the best. Well, let's go ahead and make our picks for Kansas. I don't know – I mean, I've watched races there for years. I don't know much about it. Something that tells me – that Harvick's good there, but I I don't know if he is or not. That's just my something in the back of my mind saying that. But uh, Deb, go ahead, have at it since you finished dead last last week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna pick Kyle Busch. Kyle Busch, something to prove there, Ronnie. What do you think? Well, I almost picked Harvick. You were talking about that, but then at the last minute, I've decided to go with Truex. Martin Truex, who you usually do pick, so uh, that's a good one. I'll go ahead and. Put that nine down over there, Alan, uh, unless you wanted him, but uh, you never do, hardly. It's uh, your choice, Alan, who, who you like there. Uh, Lanny, uh, you can uh, text me in your 12, but go ahead. <laughs> go ahead, Alan. I'm going to stick with that five. I'm going to ride him. All right. That's Kyle Larson. Uh, Greg, what do you think? Can I have uh, Logano? Well, you can have anybody that's not already picked, my friend. Well, I didn't think he would pick. He's not. You got him. <laughs> okay, good deal. Well, I figure Jada's going to take Hamlin, and uh, we'll wait on uh, we'll wait on what uh, the twelve, uh, the twelve, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what Lanny has to say. Well, got a couple of minutes left here, uh, Deb. What what am I missing? I, I know the uh, 
hearing for Jeremy Clements is Tuesday at 10:30 in the morning, according to him, which I'm sure he knows when to be there. So, uh, um, anything else? Yeah, you're missing, you're overlooking the biggest news of the week. And we've already I'm talked sorry. about it, and I'm sorry. And that's North Wilkesboro getting the uh, um, All Star race. race. Yep. You're right. Yeah. But we, we did, I'm not a complete idiot. We did talk about it in the first 20 minutes, but, <laughs> and I did say we'll find out more well, from that. Deb. Is, that is debatable. Well, uh, Deb, what else do you have to add to that? It is the big story of the week, actually. Well, it won't be just a one-day race weekend. It will be a three-day weekend, and they're working on what other events will be held up there in combination with that. Dale Earnhardt Jr. said that he is talking to Marcus and encouraging him to bring the Cars Tour back there, the late model tour, on one of those days of that three-day weekend. And Dale Earnhardt said, Dale Earnhardt Jr. said that there was a <coughs> probability that if the car tours cars tour would run that weekend he would come back and drive his late model in it like he did the other august 31st when they sold out up there so they already had uh graders and everything working up there thursday afternoon and at the press conference on thursday in raleigh i asked marcus smith uh, when he was talking about, you know, he had full confidence in Steve Swift, that Steve Swift was the one that made the dirt track all happen at Bristol, and that everything would be done in time, and he has assured NASCAR everything would be done in time. And I asked him if, when his dad built Charlotte Motor Speedway, he put two shifts on that to, to get Charlotte Motor Speedway done. And I asked him, I said, would you put two shifts on the North Wilkesboro project? And he said, whatever it takes. Yep. And I think when they built that track, Curtis Turner was in on it. And one of the shifts was supervised by Curtis with a shotgun or something like that. But anyway, uh, Deb. No, it wasn't Curtis that had the gun. <laughs> who was it? Bruton. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> uh, Bruton had the gun. Curtis had the bottle, I guess. But anyway. Yeah, that's probably more accurate. <laughs> Or the jar. Deb, thank you so much. Uh, you're the best. We love having you on the show each week. And uh, um, have a great week. We'll talk to you next time. Thank you. I'll be in Bristol. So okay, that's great. All right. Have a good week. You too. Thank you. That's uh, Deb Williams. What, what about her, Ronnie? She's the smartest woman I know. Me too. So let's, uh, let's take a break and come back and see what Alan has to say. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. go-to stops for chili dogs, cheeseburgers, and so much more. Right now, all combos are just $6, and all kids' meals are just $3. And it's easier than ever to take advantage of these deals with their convenient drive through Do you have a big appetite or several mouths to feed? Ask for the drive through special. Ten hot dogs, a large fry, and a gallon of tea for just $22.99. Ricky's Driving West on Blackstock Road and Little Rick's East on Asheville Highway. The drive through is open. If you're riding around in your car listening to a game and your car radio sounds like this and you want it to sound like this there's the pass to Leitner 
Puts it up. Then you need to visit Elite Audio on Asheville Highway. Elite Audio sells and installs premium audio systems for your vehicle. Car stereo speakers, DVD players, navigation systems, and so much more. So stop riding around listening to busted speakers and subpar audio quality and visit Elite Audio today online at EliteAudioOnline.com. Elite Audio, 1504 Asheville Highway. You dream it, we build it. Visit our website at SpartanburgSportsRadio.com. Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM. WSPG Spartanburg. From tuition and books to room and board, college can get expensive. But if you serve in the U.S. Army, you can earn your tuition and get a degree without student debt. Plus, soldiers can earn up to $50,000 in bonuses and other valuable benefits, like real-world experience and training for whatever lies ahead. To find out more, go to GoArmy.com. Call your local recruiting station at 864-576-2805 or visit in person at the Westgate Mall next to the food court. Paid for by the U.S. Army. Spartanburg has been known as the hub city for decades due to our proximity to rail lines and interstate highways. Upstate Logistics has been part of the hub city transportation scene for over a decade. Upstate Logistics provides businesses with warehousing and transportation services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. And more importantly, we support Spartanburg. Be it high school and college sports or important community projects, Upstate Logistics wants to help move Spartanburg forward. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and Spartanburg moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. River Falls Plantation, a Gary Player signature course, is open to the public. Membership opportunities are available, though, including family, corporate, and individual memberships. They offer a discounted membership for seniors over 60 and juniors under 30. But you heard me right. You don't have to be a member to play at the beautiful course at River Falls. Don't have time for a full 18? Why not nine for just $25 every Monday through Friday? Schedule your tee time today by calling 433-9192 or go online to riverfallsgolf.com. Pranex on Highway 9 in Bowling Springs is your one-stop shop for all your business branding needs. Whether you need logos, business cards, brochures, or banners, Pranex is the place to look. Pranex offers a large variety of professional printing for your business and everyday needs. Need invitations for special events? Call Pranex and get them done right. Copies, a notary, or need to send a fax? Yep, Pranex does that too. Pranex, 2510 Bowling Springs Road, Site B, providing quality customer service for whatever you need. Call them today, 599-7000. Spartan Waste is putting trash in its place in Spartanburg County. Spartan Waste is your locally owned trash collection company keeping your community clean. Do your part by visiting spartan-waste.com to make sure your trash is picked up on time every time. And when we say Spartan Waste is locally owned, we mean the owners, Mark Nelson and Mark Mullen, are on the job every day, keeping the Spartanburg community where they work and live clean for their families and yours. Keep it clean with Spartan Waste. Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman, lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. It's a beautiful day for the beach, or an afternoon hike, or perfecting your three-pointer at the park. Where you're spending your day may be up for debate, but stopping for an icy treat at McDonald's is not. Now try new Frozen Coke and Frozen Fanta Wild Cherry or Blue Raspberry. Get any size for just $1.69. It's more than a drink. It's a McDonald's drink. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Limited time only cannot be combined with any other offer. Combo meal. Coca-Cola and Fanta are registered trademarks of the Coca-Cola Company. 
Well, you might not be able to see the moon rise tonight if it stays this rainy and cloudy, but uh, we will have a lot of local action, and we had some last week. We'll get Alan to tell you about it after I tell you that our guest at 11 o'clock is Clay Campbell, who is the president of the Martinsville Raceway, Speedway, I'm sorry, Martinsville Speedway, the oldest track in NASCAR, which we're going to talk a little bit about that too. But he'll be on at 11 o'clock, and we're looking forward to talking to Clay. So, Alan, what do we got around here? Well, talking about some of the oldest tracks we got, we're going to start off with Harris Speedway. Had seven divisions racing last Saturday night up there. This was Labor Day weekend. We're going to start off with the Crate Sportsman Division. First place went to Austin Kinsley. Uh, second went to Chris Jackson. Third went to Timmy Smith. Front Wheel Drive Division. First place went to Tyler Cap. Second went to Chris Meadows. Third went to Jimmy Price. In the Ford Outlaws Division. First place went to Hayden Vanderfort. Second went to Jeremy Hudson. Third went to Josh Milton. In the Renegade Street Stock Division. Has two classes combined together. First place went to Dalton Peavy. Second went to Justin Barber. Third went to Tony Pierce. In the Thunder Bombers division, first place went to Tyler Geis. Second went to Justin Watts. Third went to Stetson Todd. Pure Stock division, first place went to Taylor Johnson. Second went to Nathan Showtime Pierce. Third went to Josh Ayers. In the Thunder Bomber Futures, first place went to Bobby Whitworth. Second went to Bradley Whiteside. Third went to Walt Waddell. Now moving over to Sunday afternoon at Cherokee Speedway. This was the Hall of Fame race at Cherokee Speedway. Had eight divisions there. Uh, starting off with the street stock division. First place went to Blake Bentley. Second went to Caleb McLaughlin. Third went to Devin Morgan. In the pure stock division, first place went to Taylor Johnson. Second went to TJ Penfield. Third went to Nathan Pierce. In the stock four division, first place went to Austin Brown. A guest on our show about three years ago. He was in the... Uh, Young Guns Division. And not very talkative. Not very talkative <laughs> at all. It's like but, pulling uh, teeth talking but, to that but boy. But has moved up to the Stock 4 Division <laughs> and doing real good in Stock 4. Second went to Travis Mosley. Third went to Harley Holden. Extreme 4 Division. First place went to Casey Towell. Th- second went to Trent Blackwell. Third went to Scott Collinger. 604 Late Models. First place went to Dylan Brown. Second went to John Ruggiero Jr. Third went to Cody Overton. In the Thunder Bomber Division, first place went to Rod Tucker. Second went to Mark Towell. Third went to Jacob Thunderbird. In the Mideast Modifieds, first place went to Jeff Robinson. Second went to Ty Norder. And third went to Chase Cardwell. And now for the Super Late Miles there, paying $7,500 to win. First place went to Ross Bales. Second went to Ben Watkins. Third went to Dennis Franklin. And like I said, this was... Uh, the Cherokee Hall of Fame race, the four inductees were George Hames, Benny Klontz. Benny Klontz was... I remember Benny Klontz. Drove the 43 for Bill Petty, uh, the Donette, mm-hmm. over here on Asheville Highway. Drove there oh, for years, and uh, when I heard that name go up there, I figured he should have won 20 years ago. <laughs> That's a famous but, name uh, for sure. Yep. Uh, also, Joe Wyatt and Jeff Smith, who was the son of Freddie Smith. So uh, congratulations to them getting into the Cherokee Speedway Hall of Fame. And uh, now moving over to last night at Traverse Rest Speedway. They got that race in. Extreme 4 Division. First place went to Tyler Cap. Second went to Josh Whitfield. Third went to Trent Blackwell. Thunder Bomber Division. First place went to Blake Bentley. Second went to Kyle Geis. 
third went to Rod Tucker in the pure stock division. First place went to TJ Penfield. Second went to Kevin Nations. Third went to Jason McGrew. Great sportsman division. Uh, hadn't called this name out that much this year, but uh, been racing for a long time. First place went to Timmy Smith. Second went to Danny Edmonds. And third went to Blade Edwards. In the Thunder Bomber Futures, first place, a lady driver, Hannah Wall. I think I don't know for sure if we had her on. Well, the show I think we have. I, I think, think we have. I think uh, I think Jada might have had her on. Yes, I think she did. Uh, second went to Josh Blanton, and third went to Bradley Whitesides. And now we're gonna go to a little bit of uh, stuff that we got going on at Eldora Speedway. There That's was. Tony Stewart's racetrack up there in Ohio. Yes, it is. At a hundred and seven cars shows up. <laughs> for this uh i hope this, they had heat races oh yeah they uh they had them in groups group okay. a group a had 54 cars i mean the track's not big enough for 54 cars well they uh they uh they kind of put them out there in you know eight or ten cars at a time but uh -uh. they they separate them in groups group b's got 53 cars they had God. a bunch of heat races uh who's showing out jonathan davenport and hudson o'neill up there but they're getting ready for the big night tonight's main event, which is $125,000 to win up there. But when you got, uh, when you got 107 super late model cars up there, it's just, uh, but I don't think you got 107 with a chance to win. No. Uh, -uh. well, you gotta be in it to win it. Period. That's, that's true. That's, that's right. That's for sure. You gotta be in it. I can't, I can't win it sitting in the shop, put it <laughs> that way. Um, I imagine that'll be on television somewhere. Won't yes, it? it will. It it should be on Mav TV. Uh, usually that's uh, part of the deal there that they'll live stream it from uh, the racetrack. And well, that'll be like I say, uh, with uh, Cherokee Speedway, they was supposed to have tonight. They were supposed to have the wing sprint cars there, mm -hmm. a division that you like. But uh, from what I'm getting reports from uh, who was always correcting us is that they is rain at cherokee speedway right now and uh rest of the day has been canceled and uh so the next event will be at cherokee speedway will be september 30th which is the mike duval memorial race which will start on friday afternoon but uh as far as uh harris harris has not called their race yet uh harris was a little bit different situation up there they got more sandy soil up there so if it clears off here about one o'clock, I'd say Harris is still a go to be uh be at Harris this afternoon. All these tracks have websites, right? Yes, they well, do. Well, just check the website before you head out. Yep. Uh, good event up here at Harris this afternoon. Like I said, the gate's going to open up at four o'clock. Driver's meeting will be at seven. Uh, provided it, this rain just slacks off just a little bit. and uh, But as far as uh, Cherokee Speedway, They've done called theirs, uh, Cherokee Speedway. Everybody knows that it's uh, a red mud racetrack, and uh, red mud it just seems like it doesn't want to dry out too good. And you talking about Cherokee? Cherokee. It's hard to climb up it too. Yes, uh, from once, that once, infill. Once, once you get in the infill at Cherokee Speedway, you're there. That's right. I, I, <laughs> you better. Uh, <laughs> a guy with a golf cart got well, me out, but well, I don't know how. Well, whenever we tried to leave there, Danny would he would stop about halfway out the entrance, and then. He, he just start mashing the gas and he'd say, y'all better hold on because we're going up that racetrack and we, sometimes we'd make it and sometimes we wouldn't. Well, me and the guy in the golf cart, we, 
he got about halfway in the middle of the infield and took a run at it. We made it barely. Yes, we did. And, uh, like I say, just, uh, keep checking your local websites and stuff like that. See if Harris is going to run. Uh, like I say, we're getting down to the end of the season here. Uh, Harris has, uh, been canceled already. I just got this text in from a, from a listener and, uh, they've canceled out Harris. So, uh, best thing to do is, uh, Get you some potato chips and stuff and watch uh, the Xfinity race this afternoon at Kansas. And uh, try to subscribe to Mav real quick. And uh, as far as these guys that's got dirt cars, today's the day that you need to stay in that shop and kind of kind of do stuff that you ain't never really done before when you race a car. <laughs> I used to like these days. My wife used to look at me and she said, well, you're ready to go. Uh, so you won't. Uh, no, honey, we're going we're gonna to work on it. You never do have a race car to get ready. You always got something that you can be doing to a race car. Yeah. And uh, that's just a never-ending deal. And uh, like I say, I passed one coming down the road yesterday, and I walked Waddell. Uh, used to be up there at Chapman High School, my grandboy, and uh, I told Gaines I picked him up yesterday, and we was following him down the road, and I said, I think this is your friend, ain't it? He said, is that Walt Waddell? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know... Uh, like to see these boys, young kids, uh, getting into dirt racing and stuff and, uh, kind of, kind of occupies their time. Where will Mr. Wilson head? Mr. Wilson. <laughs> to the couch. I mean, he doesn't have a whole lot of options. It doesn't sound like. Knowing him, he's probably sitting at Cherokee Speedway right there waiting on race cars. <laughs> well, somebody ought to go tap him on the shoulder. But, uh, and... I might, I might see if I can call him up, might get him to go cart fishing. Well, you know, uh, we, we haven't can, talked can, much about fishing, can, but uh, this would be a good two minutes for it. <laughs> but uh, if he, uh, we could go over, we might could go over in the middle of infield at Cherokee Speedway. Might could be able to pull one out from over there, right? Now, <laughs> the way I looked at the pictures, because uh, it's flooded over at Cherokee Speedway right now. But uh, no, I hadn't got to go carp fishing here lately. Uh, been doing a lot of work and uh, just uh, been doing a lot of wiring and stuff, haven't you? Well, I've. Uh, like I told somebody, I said, I've took a, took a kind of a different job with a fella and, uh, oh, yeah. get off at two o'clock. Then I'm trying to go do my electrical work after that and trying to keep up with it. And, but, uh, one of them's fixing the, the end and I think it's going to be the electrical part of the side. Well, how about spending a little more time in the shop? Well, that's massaging uh, the 25 T. Yeah, that's, uh, well, Danny talked to a fella this, uh, week and, uh, he, uh, he's, he asked Danny, he said, you know who this is? He said, well, I've talked to you for the last seven or eight years. He said, it's, uh, it was Scott Childers. Uh, okay. He's venturing out. You know, he's uh, left Cherokee Speedway and right. left it over to Tony Adair, and he's starting up a company uh, in the contracting business, and uh, he was looking at buying some trucks, and he called Danny, and uh, Danny told him, said, I'm going to tell you about like you told me. I'm fixing to save you some money. <laughs> <laughs> Which usually means you're getting ready to spend some. There you go. All okay. right. Um, our next guest at the end of the top, oh, after the top of the hour, will be Clay Campbell from Martinsville. Greg, give me about 30 seconds on Clay Campbell. Yeah, Clay uh, has always been a fixture in NASCAR. His, his granddaddy was Clay Earl. Which is who I advertised we were going to have on the show this week. And he, uh, right. He hasn't been with us since 1999, so that's my fault. Yeah, but... Uh, Clay has has been a big part of NASCAR, and like I say, he he had to live uh, in his granddaddy's shadow a little bit. But the two of them made a good team, 
and he took over exactly where Mr. Earls did when he passed on in Martinville's Martinsville, and you got to race at Martinville. Well, you got you got you got to bump and rub fenders a little bit there. Uh, that puts NASCAR in a little bit of a situation there, but they they know they're at Martinville and they take that consideration. Okay, well that's great. Uh, I'm glad you got him. He actually they hold the next to last race of the season. Um, so uh, we'll talk about him to him about that. I've got a few things I want to ask him and say to him uh, after the Darlington race, but. Stay tuned. We'll be back with that after the top of the hour. You're listening to Fox Sports Spartanburg. Spartanburg's radio home for Gamecock football. Oh, yeah. Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM, WSBG Spartanburg. Today's college football action kicks off one hour from now with number one Alabama visiting Texas, Alabama. Three touchdown favorite, according to BetMGM. I'm happy as hell. No, you're not. Anyway, also kicking off one hour from now, number three Ohio State hosting Arkansas State. The Buckeyes favored by a minuscule 44 and a half, according to BetMGM. Baseball Friday night, the Atlanta Braves took over first place in the National League East with a 6-4 victory at Seattle. The Braves on an eight-game winning streak. The Tampa Bay Rays over the New York Yankees, 4-2. Tampa Bay now three and a half behind the Yankees for first place in the AL East. And the Chicago White Sox rallied for five runs in the top of the ninth inning to win at Oakland 5-3. In the U.S. Open semifinals Friday night, Carlos Alcaraz of Spain defeated American Francis Tiafo in a five-set thriller lasting over four hours. A few years back when we were ready to reopen the station, the water pipes burst, putting thousands of dollars of equipment in danger. That was one stressful evening, but one phone call to Thomas McGuire and PuroClean, the paramedics of property damage, and our stress disappeared. PuroClean rolled in, took charge, and rescued the station from severe water damage. Since then, I've used PuroClean at my house. You should do the same. Whether you're faced with fire and smoke damage, a flooding basement, or need carpet or upholstery cleaning, do what I do, and that's called 285-3530 for PuroClean. Hey, this is Ryan Cleary. Join Anthony Greer, Alex Smith, and myself weekday afternoons for Open Mic, Spartanburg's longest-running radio show. Whether it's high school athletics, Carolina or Clemson, USC Upstate, the Braves, we've got opinions and we want to hear from you. Open Mic, 3 until 6 p.m. on Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM, and of course the Fox Sports 1400 app. At Janney, your goals are our priority. When you work with Janney, it's about going beyond investing. It's about connecting your life and finances. When it comes to managing your wealth, you probably have plenty of questions and more than a little uncertainty. What you need is a plan built to connect your goals to your wealth. Financial advisor Trent Lancaster is here for you. Trent can build a tailored financial plan and make recommendations that are aligned with your best interests based on your unique needs, goals, and preferences. Conveniently located in the Spartanburg office, Trent can discuss how he can help you connect your life and finances. Contact him by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Janie Montgomery Scott, LLC, member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. 
attorneys at Carolina Law Group aren't your local injury attorneys. They will always fight for you and aren't scared of the big insurance companies. The best part about Carolina Law Group is that they are local, located here in Spartanburg. And when you call Carolina Law Group, you will always speak with an attorney like Nahar Patel, who was recently voted as best injury attorney in the upstate, or attorneys Matthew Whitehead and Mitchell Bird, who were finalists for best trial attorney. The Carolina Law Group is aggressive and loyal and will fight for you. Call today, 864-757-5555, or visit the carolinalawgroup.com. From tuition and books to room and board, college can get expensive. But if you serve in the U.S. Army, you can earn your tuition and get a degree without student debt. Plus, soldiers can earn up to $50,000 in bonuses and other valuable benefits, like real-world experience and training for whatever lies ahead. To find out more, go to GoArmy.com. Call your local recruiting station at 864-576-2805 or visit in person at the Westgate Mall next to the food court. Paid for by the U.S. Army. Live from the Fox Sports 1498 3FM FM studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Gentlemen, start your engine. Impex Pre-Owned presents Start Your Engines. Find your next car, truck, or SUV at Impex Pre-Owned on Asheville Highway in Boiling Springs and ImpexPreOwned.com. Here's your racing team for today. Show producer, Ronnie Black. Author and veteran motorsports journalist, Deb Williams. Local action from winning car builder and owner, Alan Hill. Former NASCAR team manager and author, Greg Moore. And now, here's your host for Start Your Engines, racing historian and author, Harry Allen Wood. And welcome back to the second hour of Start Your Engines, and it gives me great pleasure to introduce our guest, Clay Campbell, president of the Martinsville Speedway. Good morning, Clay. Thanks for coming on. Yes, sir. Good morning. How are you? Doing great. Clay, I can't thank you enough on short notice. Uh, Martinsville is Martinsville, and I know you've been part of it from, from the get-go, literally. And uh, I know your granddaddy and, and France and everybody, y'all were part of the original founding members and have done so much. And I remember your granddaddy telling me, and you too, uh, y'all always put prize money up front and – a lot more than other short tracks and i know y'all was always involved in community stuff and you've done a heck of a job since then and uh, tell us a little bit about how everything got started i know uh tell us tell us a little bit about clay campbell <laughs> uh, that won't take long y'all got, uh, y'all got 10 seconds or so no we got you we're giving you 20 minutes so you better think of something <laughs> i'll come up with something all right uh, thank you Thank you, Greg. I appreciate the invite to be on the show this morning. It's always a pleasure talking with you and the guys there. But, you know, it's it's ironic. This past Wednesday, we celebrated the actual day that Martinsville started, September 7th, 1947. Wow. So that was our, this is our 75th anniversary year, but that day was the actual day to commemorate that first day. And we had a we had a big day at the Speedway and a celebration with all the, the local folks and fans and supporters that have, you know, got us to where we are. And that that's really what got us here is, is our fans. But, uh, you know, my grandfather founded it in 47. He, he did it as a hobby. I think he and his friends went somewhere and saw a dirt, dirt track race. 
and thought, well, that'd be a pretty good deal to get into. And so they came back here and found, you know, found a plot of land and carved out a dirt track. And as they say, the rest is history. But, you know, I think what he did back in the day was kind of a, you know, he, he was a trailblazer with tracks and did and did things different than most. And Greg, you remember, and your father certainly was a part of it back in that day when, as you said, he, he loaded the, the purse up. It was higher than most, and it was higher than some of the super speedways. No doubt. He always, always tried to make the facility clean, neat-looking, you know, the, the shrubs and things like that. And somebody asked him, why do you want to have the place looking like a cemetery? with flowers and all that stuff. I always thought it was a garden. Yeah, yeah. So he said, why shouldn't a racetrack look pretty? And that's what he did, and that's what we're still doing. Clay, let me ask you a question. Uh, you're talking about, we are talking about the origins of the Speedway, and was there any geographical reason or the, the, the size of the piece of land you had to work with or whatever to have those long straightaways and those narrow turns, which Martinsville is so famous for, you know, a lot of people call it the big paper clip or whatever, but yeah. you know, was that, was there a reason for that or did it just turn out that way? No, there's a reason for it. And it's called a railroad. Yep. Yeah. So <laughs> that, train, right, <laughs> that train used to practically go through the third turn. Yeah. The railroad is on the east side of the track and, and property owners on the west side. So that's the reason it fit right in that in that parcel uh but the railroad was a reason uh, you know and we moved that probably i think it's about 2005 we moved it anticipating bringing the grandstand on around uh but we never we never expanded the grandstand but we did put luxury motorhome parking overlooking the track which was a really neat experience that must have taken a lot to move a railroad i mean you couldn't it, you, it you, did you, you can't even imagine it was <laughs> it, it you know the Norfolk Southern actually moved it, but the process in which we went through to get that done, it was such a process. I tell people jokingly, but uh, actually seriously, I forget how old my son was at the time. He was just a little tight, but I wouldn't buy my railroad train set for Christmas because I didn't want to hear the word railroad. (laughs) (laughs) That's child abuse. (laughs) Well, it really was, yeah. He got over it. Yeah, it, it, Martinville is just so unique, and uh, you know you had the Wood Brothers up there, and I, I remember your granddaddy saying one time, and I don't remember the Wood Brothers had somebody for a driver, and it's always a good driver. But uh, I remember your granddaddy saying, he said, "I bet we put Glenn Wood in the car, and he'd go out there, and he'd run right up there with them." And uh, at that time, which I think was back in the early '80s or something, or, or late '70s, uh, Glenn still could have got the job done, but. The Wood Brothers have always been up there. A lot of people. Uh, the modified races. The first time I ever saw Jeff Bodine, uh, we had heard about him in in this red car, and they was going to turn a small block Chevrolet like eighty four hundred. But uh, like I say, Clay, that's a lot. A lot of things that Martinville is so far ahead. But uh, tell us some more Martinville stories. Like what's you know? I know you's always a key factor with it. Tell me about the grandfather clock where did that come from actually that started uh, number one uh granddaddy wanted something different than just a regular you know cup trophy all that stuff that, that that everybody was giving out he wanted something special that the drivers would really like their wives would would appreciate and like and and 
fortunately for us, there was a company just three miles down the road from the Speedway, uh, Ridgeway Clock Company. And that's what they did. They built clocks. So we started buying clocks from them. And it's kind of like, you know, I know you guys are, are familiar with it. You don't talk about Martinsville too long before the word grandfather clock comes up uh, right. or a hot dog. Or a hot dog. We haven't got to that one yet. Go ahead with the I know clock. We will. I know we will. But <laughs> <laughs> so it, it never was intended to be such a, you know, iconic and sought after trophy, but I, I would, I would venture to say that's probably the most cherished, uh, sought after trophy in all of motorsports. Well, Everybody I would, wants that clock. I would challenge somebody else to come up with, I, I mean, there's, there's similar things now, like at Loudon, you get a lobster and, uh, Nashville, you get mm-hmm. a guitar, but I think you guys started it as far as I'm concerned. What year did that start? Do you know? 1964, and Fred Lorenzen won the first. Well, I'll be darned. In fact, if people go by the NASCAR Hall of Fame, they will see that clock in there right now in the, in the Martinsville Speedway 75th display. The first one, the first clock. The very first one, yeah. Wow, that's something. I do know one thing. The drivers, first thing they ask, they know the prize money is always good. Yeah. But they say, where, you know, they worry about their clock. And <laughs> they do. I, it, I it's un, it's unbelievable. It, yeah. And I think exactly. the hot dogs are even, that's another story. Anyway, well, go ahead and tell us about the hot dog, unless you've got another clock story to tell us. No, that's, uh, that's the, well, I'll tell you a clock story. That I'll tell you a little uh, okay. known fact that, that most people don't know. Some know it because they've seen it, but you, you really shouldn't have seen it. When we, our victory lane is on a, on a flatbed trailer, we do it on the straightaway at the start-finish line, which I think is where it needs to be, where the fans can see it. You know, most victory lanes are put in the infield somewhere, and the only ones that get to participate or see it are the winners and the crews and the photographers and all the media. So we want it out there where the fans can participate and be up close. So we bring that flatbed trailer out there, uh, and we got the clock right in the center of it. So you can imagine a flatbed trailer. Obviously, it's on tires. Obviously, it's not 100% stable. Especially if you have a jubilant crew jumping up and down celebrating. So, and you can imagine how wide a clock is. So, we've got the skinniest person on our maintenance staff that we can find, and he's standing behind the clock holding on to it, making sure it doesn't tip over. Mm. So, when you see pictures of uh, somebody standing there, you know, posing with the clock and all that going on, just remember there's a skinny guy behind it. <laughs> holding that thing stable well it won't it wouldn't be my job i can tell you that right now all right mine either famous hot dog famous hot dogs yeah it's similar to the to the clock it never was intended to be uh, a signature item like that but again granddad like like i said earlier granddaddy had uh he had vision down the road and he wanted things different uh you know you go to a, a ball game or something like that you get a hot dog nothing's on it but the but the wiener and the bun and you go over to another place and put what you want on it and it's probably hard as a brick anyway but in our case he wanted it all dressed out with mustard chili onion slaw the buns are heated steamed so they're soft uh, wrapped in a in a cellophane wrapper totally unlike any other hot dog you get anywhere uh and it's nice and it, it tastes like it just came out of the out of the oven or whatever. All the ingredients. So that's how that got started, and it's 
it's been a right now it's only two dollars where are you going to go at a, a athletic facility or anything like that or a sport sporting facility and buy anything for two bucks so we've kept it at two dollars it's it's still uh darn near as good as it was back in the 60s when it started well let me ask you can you can you divulge the brand that you use it's a jesse jones hot dog and it has been for years. We we strayed from that a couple of times. I was going to ask you about that too. What happened there? I, that was an up evil. Yeah. Well, one time uh, we changed for for business reasons, and I'll give you I'll give you an example of how important the hot dog is. The year before we changed, and y'all you, you will remember when we had a problem down in turn three, and the concrete came up. Right. Uh, chunk of concrete came out of the track and went through Jeff Gordon's grill. It messed up his day. Uh, that, that was a bad day for me because I remember getting the call uh, uh, from the tower telling me to go down to the elevator and pick up Helton and go down on the track and see, what's, see what we can do. Well, my heart sank to my feet, and that's not a good call you want to get. Go pick up Helton. He was the president of NASCAR at the time and go down on the track. So we went down there. The first person that got to us, Jeff Gordon, not a happy camper, obviously. Uh, Dale Jr. was the second person that got to us, and he said, put a cone up, and we'll go around it. So he didn't He didn't really care. He was fine. But it was a It was a long afternoon. We, we got it fixed and made it through that day okay, but it was – I'll never forget that day, put it that way. We're, so, talk, we're talking to Clay Campbell, president of Martinsville Speedway. Um, did you watch Darlington last week? I did. Did you hear Rick Rick Allen, the lead announcer, twice say that Darlington was the oldest speedway? And I'm I texted one of uh, Ronnie Black, who's sitting here, one of the members of our uh, our team on Start Your Engines, and I said that's wrong. I said Martinsville's the oldest track. It's not Darlington. Darlington's 1950. They they ran the right. first year of the strictly stock division at Martinsville in 1949. And he didn't say it once, but twice and never got corrected. I heard that. Uh, I heard, I didn't hear it because I'm in the control tower, but I heard several people question me about that. But it's the oldest super speedway. There's a difference. Well, he didn't say that's, super speedway. I know. I know. <laughs> that's what he should have added to the commentary. The oldest super speedway, but not the oldest because if i didn't know better I, w- I would have thought that and uh but you have the enviable position right now of um we may be a little early but uh you've got the the next to last race of the chase which is i mean that's that's a great place to be if you ask me if you can't be the last one or the first one maybe i'd like to be uh, in your spot no i think i think we even have a better spot than the last one because there's there's drama because you come in to our race with eight guys eligible for the championship and you leave with the championship four. Right. So there's a lot on the line for that event and being the penultimate. Yeah, we'll take it. Uh, it's, it's a lot of, you know, the playoffs have started. So it, it you know, just keeps getting more intense each week. But by the time they get to Martinsville on October 30th, uh, man, that Xfinity 500 is going to be, it's going to be really action packed and intense as usual. Yeah, and another thing too, Clay, is everybody knows when you go to Martinsville, you're gonna have to rub fenders. You actually are gonna have to race. Uh, of course, they do real hard everywhere, but but at Martinsville, bumping and rubbing and all that is is, is part of the place, and it it made it. And it, you got to have a handling car, and you got to have a lot of horsepower, and uh, best hot dogs in the world. But 
Uh, what your, how many did you have in a row that time? Well, they say I hold a record, and <laughs> and the reason I do. How many? Uh, I had. I know I had nine. It was either nine or ten. Good. Uh, that I thought it was four, seven. That was four. No, I, maybe it was seven. But see, I wasn't doing nothing no way. Daddy was doing all the work. I was just walking around bugging him, and I'd go get him one about every third one I got. And uh, but I had time to eat them. You know, <laughs> because I was I was learning how to. Well, I didn't learn too good. Uh, Bud's record a whole lot better than mine, but I did. I deal with every hot dog I had up there in every race, and our cars always ran good up there. And between the hot dogs, the competitive to the, the track, uh, it's always been one of my favorite places. And uh, it is the first, not super speedway, but actual. Well, to me, it's a super speedway, but. Uh, uh, Darlington's got some banking or something. I love Darlington too. But. You know, when I was a little boy, I used to, I used to couldn't wait till Southern Motorsports Journal came out, the the racing newspaper, and uh, the pictures from Martinsville were always, you know, and we touched on this earlier. And I'm sort of bringing it back up, but I said, you know, that place looks like a garden. It looks like a park. You know, none of the other racetracks are even anything like this with the with the boxwoods, you know, in the turns and the flowers. Uh, you know, it was just. It's beautiful, and, and that's that's always the first thing. I don't think of a hot dog or a grandfather clock. Actually, I just think about how beautiful Martinsville is. Wait till you see pictures after the next race. If you think it looked good before that? Wait till you see pictures after the next race. We're we're making some changes now that are that are really going to be significant, and it's it's really going to beautify the place. I won't go into detail, but it's it's going it's. It'll take a while. It's, we've been working on it for close to two months now, and they got about. They'll finish it the week before the race, so it's going to be down to the wire. But it's going to look really, really good. Well, tell us about the last, uh, your next race. What's the date? Uh, is it sold out yet? Like Darlington ended up being, but I mean, uh, can you get a ticket? Tell, tell us how to yeah. get able to uh, attend this race. Sure, you can get tickets. Uh, it's, it's October thirtieth, Xfinity five hundred. As we were talking, the, the next to the last race in the playoffs, uh, you can give us a call at eight seven seven race ticks R A C E T I X or stop by or you know martinsvillespeedway.com. But tickets are going extremely fast. Uh, we're trending well ahead of last year, and that was a heck of a crowd. And, you know, it's good to have crowds back in our facilities. That's right. COVID kind of behind us, uh, like it was. So it, it's really great to see the crowds, and they're coming back. But that's a It'll be a great race to, to come to. We got the the Xfinity cars on Saturday. Oh, great! Uh, got, and you know, Greg mentioned the modifies like Bodine years ago. We got modifies on Thursday night, and that's their championship event. Wow! Well, that sounds great, Clay. Thank you so much for coming on the show. We appreciate you taking time out to uh, to join us on Start Your Engines, and uh, good luck. And we'll be um, uh, we always got our eyes towards Martinsville. Thank you very much for having me. It's always good to talk to you. All right. Thank you. That's Clay Campbell from Martinsville Speedway. Good interview, Greg. And uh, appreciate uh, appreciate you getting him. You know, that's one track. I've never been to Martinsville. That'd be a good track for me and you to go. And well, you get up for a trip, and maybe we'll do it. And we slide up there, and it's not that far. Even though it's Virginia, it's not really that far. Well, to go up there and have a hot dog and see some people. Not that much further than Mount Airy. <laughs> no, no. It's pretty no. same neighborhood, pretty much, about too. Same, about same neighborhood. Yeah. But it, it'd be a good place to see some real racing. Uh, I mean, some really good 
racing and a good place to get a hot dog. Well, we might just do that. Let's uh, probably won't come home with a grandfather clock unless we uh, go to the shop up the no. road there. But uh, let's um, let's take our break. We're going to come back, and I'm going to talk to you, Greg, about Martin's about uh, North Wilkesboro. And whatever else we want to talk about, you're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Start Your Engines will be back after this quick pit stop on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. Big selection. All great. Better deals. Come and get it at Impex Pre-Owned on Asheville Highway. No payment for 45 or even the first 90 days at Impex Pre-Owned. Come check out the best selection of pre-owned vehicles and test drive your next ride today. Ask about our first-time buyers program. Hurry on over to Impex Pre-Owned. 8989 Asheville Highway in Boiling Springs. We can get you driving no matter what. You already know Palmetto Spirits is the place to go for wine, fine bourbons, and home bar essentials. But Palmetto Spirits is also the perfect place to pick up your favorite local craft brews like RJ Rockers, crowd-pleasing Budweiser brands, and world-famous imports like Stella Artois, Modelo, and Corona. Whether you're in search of the ideal wine pairing or the ideal gift, Jim and the staff at Palmetto Spirits will get it in your hands. Palmetto Spirits, located at the corner of Reedville and Anderson Mill Roads. There's something special happening year-round in the city of Spartanburg, including a variety of seasonal events and festivals. Downtown Spartanburg offers several great options for retail shopping, as well as a great selection of restaurants and bars where you can have the fish and chips at Delaney's Irish Pub, you can try something off the new menu at RJ Rockers, or even catch a game with friends at Main Street Pub. If you're looking for something family-friendly, check out the Music Trail or the Sparkle City Mini Putt, which is always free to play. For more information on upcoming events, check out the city's Facebook page. The City of Spartanburg, always doing. Spartan Waste is putting trash in its place in Spartanburg County. Spartan Waste is your locally owned trash collection company, keeping your community clean. Do your part by visiting spartan-waste.com to make sure your trash is picked up on time, every time. And when we say Spartan Waste is locally owned, we mean the owners, Mark Nelson and Mark Mullen, are on the job every day, keeping the Spartanburg community where they work and live clean for their families and yours. Keep it clean with Spartan Waste. Make Phillips and Long Fuel of Chesney your source for propane in Spartanburg County. They offer propane for hot water heaters, cooking, and heat. They can fill your grill tank and get you ready for grilling season. Not only do they sell propane, but they sell a large variety of propane accessories such as grill tanks and other appliances that run on propane. If your propane tank is running low, call and they'll have it filled within one business day. Call them at 864-461-8511. That's Phillips and Long Fuel, located at 421 South Alabama Avenue in Chesney. Image Printing is the only shop in the upstate that prints signage, decals, banners, t-shirts, wide format printing, full color paper printing, and offers graphic design services all in-house. And now Image Printing is offering custom t-shirts with no minimum quantity. That's right, Image Printing now offers direct-to-garment printing, which means you can get your design printed on a t-shirt, whether you want one or 1,000. Visit Image Printing at 845 California Ave, across the street from the Spartanburg County Detention Center. Call 864-583-8848. And welcome back to Start Your Engines. And um, as we mentioned earlier, and I almost left out that Deb had to 
pointed out to me as the biggest story of the week was the fact that Martinsville got Martinsville on the mind that North Wilkesboro will host the all-star race next year, which I think everybody's on board with a lot of changes. Don't, uh, uh, get met with such, um, happiness and, uh, and welcome like this one has. So, uh, going back to Martin, going, I did it again. Going back to North Wilkesboro is a, really is a big deal, especially, can you imagine the, 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 um, the community is what it will do for the shops and, all, and thousands and thousands of people coming in there for, uh, for a couple of days. So Greg, tell us a little bit about Martinsville and what you remember about it. It started out, uh, I said Martinsville again, didn't it's it? It's okay. No, no, it's not okay. Dad gummit. Well, I North, like Martinsville and Wilkes. Well, but we're talking about North Wilkesboro. Okay, we'll talk it started about. out as dirt. And uh, you go ahead and tell us about what you remember about Martinsville and maybe even North Wilkesboro. What the? Okay. North Wilkesboro. Um, What you remember about uh, setups and what you had to do, brakes and how tough it was on the car. Tell us about North Wilkesboro. North Wilkesboro (laughs) is a bigger than a half mile for one thing. It's it's closer to a five-eighths. It's wide. Uh, you can actually get two grooves going at, at, at uh, North Wilkesboro. Uh, it's more fitting than a lot of places to do the all-star race there because uh, it's just more racetrack there. You know, the width. Uh, I know one time we had, and I know Alan remembers this because uh, Mike and him was up there, and we actually had a hole come into Wilkesboro, and uh, they were doing the same thing. They went above it, and uh, – I think Walter Pat, I, th- I think we won the race with Bobby. I don't know, but Wilkesboro is it, it's it's just a big it's a big short track, and it's got some banking. And what's unique is you go, it's actually on an incline. So when you come down the front straightaway, you're going downhill in the one, and when you're going into turn three, you're going uphill down the back stretch just a little. It, it, it's it's enough you can visually tell it. Uh, it makes a lot of difference in the speed getting into the corners. Uh, the car the handling the premium in traction is really a premium once the tires start to wear. Uh, one of the things that uh, uh, a driver's got to really do to, to, to get around Wilkesboro is have like an eggshell between, uh, and, and not that this isn't that way in a lot of places, but at Wilkesboro, you really got to watch the gas coming up off the corners because uh you can get away with a different power band of engine sometimes uh if i'm not mistaken and and alan remembers this but junior we always knew that a seasoned block that run a few times uh was was better and junior and them run so good with mike and everything up there they would go to wilkesboro with the block and even though there was about six or seven horsepower by rebuilding it they would use Wilkesboro to break the block in, which made it perfect to run, and then it really would run good when they went somewhere with it, like Charlotte or something, just from seasoning it. But uh, the the motels around Wilkesboro, uh, they thrive off the race. They they over the years they had built more accommodations for people to stay where originally there wasn't. Uh, it was a big blow when they left the first time to the community. And uh, there was a lot of unhappy people about that deal, and the fans was one of the main ones. But uh, 
I think it's fantastic that they're going to run the, the, the all-star race there. It's a suitable track for them, too. Uh, it's going to be interesting with the new chassis, uh, how that's going to work out around Wilkesboro. It may be uh, a place that the new deal uh, could possibly shine, you know, and, and do real good. But, uh, Alan, I know you've been up there with Mike and a bunch of times and Pearson, tell them what you think. Well, I, I'm just glad to see it come back to the, the, the heart of racing right here. Everybody, you know, I like to see Rockingham make a comeback. You remember Rockingham out there? Oh yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, back in the eighties, most of the time we just raced up the East coast and, uh, about the furthest we went was what Michigan and stuff like that. But well, when uh, they had that Northern tour back in the sixties, yeah. they actually went as far as Maine, but I, I know what you're yeah. talking about. Northern, that was like, yeah, one I went, old... yeah, I went to Oxford, Maine, with well, a Bush grand national car and it was 20, 22 hours of straight driving Good grief. and, uh, Got up there and, uh, but, uh, paid a lot of good money up there at Oxford, Maine. That's one reason that the Bush cars went up there. And, but, uh, like you said, going back to North, I mean, going back to North Rooksboro. No, you were right. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it is <laughs> Watch but, it, Perry. Uh, no, he's got but, the same uh, problem I got. Yeah. Uh, you know, up in there, it was mostly, uh, moonshiners, chicken farmers and Tyson food. I mean, uh, you know, yeah, holly Tyson. farms yep. and stuff like yeah, that. I mean, that's, uh, and that's where, you know, that's, that was the heart of racing right here. North Rooksboro and, uh, Junior Johnson was there. That was his home racetrack. I mean, he was probably what, 10, 12 minutes from North Rooksboro. And, yeah. Uh, he would test there a lot. And, uh, uh, yeah. uh, the holly farms deal. I know you've had the tour through it. Yep. Uh, you know, with the deal with the chick, they, they handle the chicken so professionally and Holly farms always told us that if junior didn't have a sponsor, they would sponsor the car and that's what they would do. And they always, they wanted them. They always just wanted to be like an associate sponsor, but they step up the plate cause it meant so much to Holly farms for the publicity and with junior's car would mike and the guys on it and everything they run so good uh it was a no-brainer but yeah. uh, mike still lives up there right mike lives right beside uh the old race shops yeah. right there and uh don't get me wrong when they had a race there at north rooksboro junior invited all the crews down there for breakfast at yes, his sir. shop and uh you could actually walk in and uh that must have been when flossie was running the kitchen that's uh yeah, flossie would be <laughs> they'd get up they'd start cooking junior left cook for everybody and stuff and uh you could walk through the shops. I ain't going to say they, that they was, des- you know, nowadays that like, you can't walk in this room. You can't walk in that room. Yeah. You can walk anywhere you wanted to. You walk what, I mean, what I- Bud Moore Engineering was. <laughs> if we'd had something we didn't want nobody to see, they wasn't going to be able to see it. But, uh, yeah. but there really wasn't no really covering up stuff because the stuff if we might've been doing, they wouldn't understood anyway, but Look. junior shop was always open and, uh, I don't. I don't you know. know if he formally invited me to, being that I was a real good spy or anything, but uh, but it was uh, just a great place, and I, I I have nothing but fond memories about North Wilkesboro. The, fir- you know, the first race was on October the sixteenth, nineteen forty nine. Let me without. I'm not going to get reading all the dates and everything, but listen to the list of winners. This early on, the first one on forty nine was won by Bob Flock. Bob didn't win a whole lot of races. Tim and Fonnie won a bunch of them, yep. but Bob didn't win too many. Leon Sales 
won in September 24th, 1950. That's the car that won the first Southern 500 only three weeks earlier. A car number at number 98 junior, the Plymouth that Johnny Mance drove at Darlington while Leon sales drove it at North Wilkesboro. Other winners after that in order, Fonnie flock, Fonnie flock, Herb Thomas, three times in a row, speedy Thompson, Dick Rathman, Herschel McGriff, Buck Baker twice in a row, uh, Tim Flock, Fireball Roberts won on April the 7th, 1957, on dirt. They came back on October the 20th, 1957, and Jack Smith won it in a Chevrolet. And I think, because if your daddy didn't wrench that car, I don't know, I don't know. That he, I don't see where he won any at North Wilkesboro. He probably did won a lot of modified races, but I don't have those records. But you know, after in '57, your daddy took over the mechanic duties on Buck Baker and Jack Smith's car, and Buck Baker won the championship in 1957. But the first paved race there, Jack Smith won it. That was October of '57, and I would, I'd bet money that was your daddy's car. I tell you, who did do good there? After Jack Smith won in 57, Junior Johnson won twice in a row. Lee Putty won three times in a row. And Rex White won three times in a row. Rex really liked North Wilkesboro. Rex could get around that place good. Yep. Then you got Loren, uh, Petty, Lorenzen, Pants, Junior again, Pascal Hutcherson. Daryl Derringer won it the year after he left y'all. Uh, Petty Pearson finally won one in 68. And so on and so forth. You got Bobby Allison, Bobby Isaac, Tiny Lund. You know, so... Great racetrack, great history, and uh, I really look forward to uh, not only to the All Star race next year, but you just know they're going to have other races there. They'll have oh, some other stuff. Not, not. I mean, I'm talking about the the big three. I'm talking about uh, uh, trucks, Xfinity, and uh, and Cup, and wouldn't be surprised if they'd throw an ARCA race in there or something. But I, I got a feeling this track's getting ready to be big on the circuit again. I think it definitely is, Perry, and it's going to be a very popular uh place to be reopened and for all the reasons we see it uh a lot of famous people want it uh, uh who's who who well, i mean who I mean, did i leave I, out <laughs> I, I forgot about Herschel mcgriff Herschel mcgriff golly just got in the hall of fame and he's still alive up in uh oregon and that song i can remember him uh back when we were still racing and he still looked about like a 20 year old race driver well in the mid 70s like 74 in there he had an ex petty plymouth he ran real good with no, yeah it, it always zero well not always but he was zero four but that was uh you know i'm glad to have north wilkesboro back uh i've never been to north wilkesboro greg and i've never been to martinsville so i think uh I, I think i need to treat myself i i don't have a bucket list but maybe i'll come up with one because i've been about everywhere but those two around this area i can't believe i've never been to either one you remember Rocky at the New Way? Oh, yeah. He went to Martinsville one time, and it was time when Buddy Baker won. And Buddy couldn't even drive a short track. But he uh, he went to time that Buddy Baker won. Uh, I say he couldn't drive a short track. He was a super speedway guy. He didn't know the, uh, he didn't even know the car had brakes, according to your daddy. And uh, you really need brakes at Martinsville. I think he won in, in that Rainier car or something, didn't he? He yeah. had all that it, horsepower that Waddell had. Uh, number 28 Rainier. Yep. Go, and, go ahead. And talking about old racetracks, you sent me a picture this week of a racetrack. When did I send you a picture? Lions Club has made their print. They have. Very good. I'm glad you brought that up. Jason C. 
called me or texted me. I think he called me. It was, uh, must've been Saturday or Sunday night and invited me to come up to rainbow Lake. They were having a unveiling ceremony for that. Um, uh, the picture, you know, we had him on and he talked about how the lions club was going to do a print of, uh, some iconic of different iconic, uh, I got images from Spartanburg, and the first one they're doing is the fairgrounds, and I send them a bunch of stuff. I'm not taking any credit for this because it's not even my photograph. It's uh, it's an old picture from, uh, well, I'm not sure when. I'd say the late 40s, but it's the one they chose. It's a black and white picture, but the artist they've got colorized it. He didn't colorize a picture. He did a, a, a drawing. A character that, type deal. Well, I mean, it's a whole new, it's a whole new uh, media not a photograph it's a painting i guess this but but they're making a print of it and i think they're making a hundred originally and alan's already put in for number 27 but i i I was invited up there i didn't get to get to go because i had a um another thing to to attend Uh, my daughter had a cookout of her own with her new husband so i sort i did attend that one but they sent the thing uh yeah alan's showing greg a picture of it now and it's um it's very very well done and I, I told Jason, I said, well, do me a favor. I can't make it, but take a picture of it and text it to me. And so that's it right there that uh, Alan's got on his phone. And it lo- really looks great. And I look forward to buying a, um, I mean, it looks like a great gift to me. I don't know if they'll sell me more than one at a time. They're going to have to do more than a hundred. I can tell you that. But I think oh, the yeah. first a hundred will be, uh, will be numbered. You know, I don't know what they're going to do, but they're going to be at the, um, course the famous lions club concession stand at the fairgrounds which is under the grandstand ate there every time i went from the racetrack (laughs) and i would uh i'm gonna strongly suggest that maybe we do a remote from there on a saturday morning uh, of the fair i think that'd be great i think that'd be fantastic so maybe have some people from the fairgrounds i'm gonna put you on that you line us up some old timers from the fairgrounds if we've got any left but uh I think we can do that. It, it, the fairgrounds race usually in, I mean, the fair around October. It's coming up in October. I, you can probably find out real quick if you uh, text, yeah. if you uh, Googled it. Ronnie, if you got a chance, can you Google see when the fair is going to be here? And we'll uh, we'll sort of try to work around I w- doing I'll work that. on that, Perry. I All really right. will. All right. We'll talk more about it. Let's take our last break. We're coming back to start your engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Low prices, big selection, quality customer service. That's Nissan of Greer. Get big savings on over 300 new Nissans. Shop our large selection of used vehicles, including Nissan certified pre-owned. Plus, we're the place for commercial fleets, for expert service. And if you need credit, come and get it. Ask about military, college grad, and mobility assist savings too. Hurry to Nissan of Greer today. Low prices, big selection, and committed to quality customer service. Call 864-479-1197 for more details. Spartanburg has been known as the hub city for decades due to our proximity to rail lines and interstate highways. Upstate Logistics has been part of the hub city transportation scene for over a decade. Upstate Logistics provides businesses with warehousing and transportation services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. And more importantly, we support Spartanburg. Be it high school and college sports or important community projects, Upstate Logistics wants to help move Spartanburg forward. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and Spartanburg moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman, lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, 
front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube. Asheville Highway in Inman. You can't predict what is going to happen, but you can plan. When was the last time you reviewed your financial plan? Financial advisor Trent Lancaster and Janie Montgomery Scott's Spartanburg office can help you plan for the what-ifs to guide you in working toward a secure financial future that keeps you on track to meet your financial goals. A financial plan can help you with goals such as planning for retirement, educating your children or grandchildren, and passing on your wealth to the people and causes that are most important to you. Take the first step. Let Trent help you establish a plan today designed to protect you for whatever happens tomorrow. Call today at 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Jenny Montgomery Scott, LLC, member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. River Falls Plantation, a Gary Player signature course, is open to the public. Membership opportunities are available, though, including family, corporate, and individual memberships. They offer a discounted membership for seniors over 60 and juniors under 30. But you heard me right. You don't have to be a member to play at the beautiful course at River Falls. Don't have time for a full 18? Why not nine for just $25 every Monday through Friday? Schedule your tee time today by calling 433-9192 or go online to riverfallsgolf.com. Prenex on Highway 9 in Bowling Springs is your one-stop shop for all your business branding needs. Whether you need logos, business cards, brochures, or banners, Prenex is the place to look. Prenex offers a large variety of professional printing for your business and everyday needs. Need invitations for special events? Call Prenex and get them done right. Copies? A notary? Or need to send a fax? Yep, Prenex does that too. Prenex, 2510 Bowling Springs Road, Site B, providing quality customer service for whatever you need. Call them today, 599-7000. Spartanburg's radio home for Gamecock football. Oh, yeah. Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM, WSPG Spartanburg. It's a beautiful day for the beach, or an afternoon hike, or perfecting your three-pointer at the park. Where you're spending your day may be up for debate, but stopping for an icy treat at McDonald's is not. Now try new Frozen Coke and Frozen Fanta Wild Cherry or Blue Raspberry. Get any size for just $1.69. It's more than a drink. It's a McDonald's drink. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Limited time only cannot be combined with any other offer. Combo meal. Coca-Cola and Fanta are registered trademarks of the Coca-Cola Company. Up, AJ, and let's go to the fair. I tell you what, during that commercial break, we put together a pretty dead gum, dumb good, dead gum good show. If I can get it out, but I, I think you're right. I think I am too. That sounds great. All right, I got 13 minutes to cover some ground here. Don't have a whole lot. Well, I do have a whole lot actually. Uh, Southern 500 was last Saturday, uh, last Sunday, and it was a good one. Won by Eric Jones. We've talked quite a bit about that with. Uh, Deb Williams, so I won't get into it any more in depth right now. Uh, Eric Jones was the winner. Second was Denny Hamlin. Third, Tyler Reddick. Fourth, Joey Logano. Fifth, Christopher Bell. Sixth, another good run for Michael McDowell. Seventh, Brad Keselowski. Eighth, William Byron. Ninth, Bubba Wallace had a good run. And tenth was Alex Bowman. Uh, the next race for Cup will be the Hollywood Casino 400, and that is tomorrow 
at 3 o'clock on USA Network. The point standings after the first race. Logano, because uh, Chase Elliott smacked the wall there and finished dead last, it shuffled the standings around, as uh, Deb mentioned. Joey Logano is leading by six points over William Byron. Denny Hamlin is third. And no, the winner of the race was not into chase, so uh, that made it a little bit more scrambled. Denny Hamlin is third. Christopher Bell is fourth. He's only 10 points back. Tyler Reddick is fifth, 15 points back. Sixth is Ryan Blaney. Seventh, Kyle Larson. Eighth. What about Kyle Larson last week? Thought he had a problem, came into pits, raised the hood, lost four laps, and made them all back up. Next time, I'd say keep going. Never give up. Never. Never give up, but, you know, it cleared up. And uh, I you remember somebody else did that, and he kept going, and it cleared up. Of course, a couple of Toyotas blew up, so uh, you, I guess you can't ever tell what's going to happen. But that shows you the kind of driver he is. He made up that lost time and is sitting seventh in the standings. Eighth is Ross Chastain. Ninth, Chase Elliott, who fell from first to ninth. Tenth is Alex Bowman. Eleventh, Kyle Busch. Twelfth is Daniel Suarez. And uh, I guess you'd say in the in the monkey seat, well, Kyle Busch is eleventh. Daniel Suarez is twelfth. And you got Austin Sendrick, Austin Dillon, Chase Briscoe, and Kevin Harvick. Are, uh, they got that first big uh, mulligan. They, uh, they had a problem in the first race, and now they're in the hole. And you're talking about uh, Chase Briscoe, who probably was the favorite to win the whole thing. Let's go to Xfinity, where it was a very unforgettable race for uh, that's the uh, Formula One race. I got my stuff out of order here. The uh, Xfinity race, Jeremy Clemens had a, a pretty miserable event. Here it is on the bottom, of course. Um, and that was won by Noah Craxon, as we touched on earlier. Uh, Kyle Larson, it came down to a battle between Craxon and and all and uh uh Allgaier was in there, Almondinger was in there, Sheldon Creed was in there, and Kyle Larson was leading them though. And he uh he just got into the wall going into the third turn and put his foot in it and just tried to go all the way around the wall, scraping and scraping, and uh only was good for fifth place. So your top five or your top ten was Nora Craxon, Sheldon Creed, AJ Almondinger. Justin Allgaier, Kyle Larson, Ty Gibbs, Christopher Bell, Josh Berry, and John Hunter Nemechek. Um, Jeremy Clements, like I said, had a, a miserable day and finished. Uh, it's, why do I always staple it right where Jeremy is when he's on the second page? 24, 23, 20. He was 21st. And uh, maybe, just maybe, he'll get the, uh, he's got the win at Daytona. He needs to get his uh, position in the playoffs back. He's currently sitting. 16th in Xfinity points, which really means nothing. He needs that uh, He needs that playoff eligibility. They've already uh, set the field for, today, for today's Xfinity race. <coughs> I cut the mic off and then forgot to cough. Uh, he is, <laughs> <laughs> he's starting 17th. Um, starting lineup for today, the Kansas Lottery 300. Is uh, Brandon Jones is on the pole. Ty Gibbs the second. Sheldon Creed and A.J. Allmendinger in the second row. Craxon and Austin Hill in the third row. Daniel Hemrick, Sam Meyer in the fourth row. And Justin Allgaier, Josh Berry in the fifth row. And you go all the way back to Jeremy Clements, who sits with Kyle Weatherman in the uh, ninth row. You know, I found out something the other day, and I don't know if he's in this race, and I don't see because he doesn't run all the races, and that's Jesse Owuji who drives the car 
occasionally, I guess mostly on the big tracks, I don't even see that car in the starting lineup. It's number 34 because the numbers are painted. Yeah, well, Kyle Weatherman's driving it. He's sitting right outside of Jeremy Clements at the start. Jesse Uwuji went to Annapolis, played four years on the football team, and as a lieutenant commander in the Navy Reserve. So he's not just some bum that wants to be a race driver. He's got he's got some. No, he's, uh, he's taking it very seriously. He's got a pedigree and a and a, a great. Uh, well, you, you know, know, you know who his car owner is. Yeah, it's uh, Emmett Smith. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, what time is that Xfinity race well, again? Let's talk about that. The Xfinity race. I've got it right here, and I was going to touch on it again later if I can reach it. It's uh, today at three o'clock on USA. Let's move on to the trucks. They ran last night. Did you watch any of that? I watched a little bit of it uh, and then turned it over to wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> Pardon the pun. <laughs> oh, I, and I told you that we're going to have uh, racing at the fair, mm -hmm. pig racing, and we're also going to have wrestling every night. There right, we go. That's where I'll be. <laughs> well, if you go up on the grandstand side of the of the grandstand, they're, they're out there wrestling in the infield anyway. A couple of drunks. I got some fair stories to tell. I hope we can maybe do a three-hour show from the fair. We can have a good time with that. Uh, the trucks ran last night, and it was won by John Hunter and Emacek. They are already into their playoffs, and they eliminated two people last night. So I don't get to talk too much more about Carson Hosevar because he was one of them that got to ax. Although he finished second, he needed to win it. He didn't do it, so Carson Hosevar's history, as is uh, Matt Crafton. And Matt's, uh, I think he's a, a, a previous champion. Matt's a heavy hitter in this um, particular discipline of auto racing. And John Hunter Nemechek was the winner, Hosevar second. Ryan Priest, who hadn't been around for a while, or occasionally, is third. was third. Zane Smith fourth, Grant Infinger fifth. Chandler Smith, sixth. Corey Heim, seventh. Ty Majeski, eighth. Colby Howard, who is from South Carolina, I think Simpsonville, uh, was ninth. And tenth is Christian Eckes. The point standings for the trucks. Uh, John Hunter Nemechek has a nine-point lead over Zane Smith. Chandler Smith is third, 21 points back. Fourth is Ty Majeski. Fifth, Grant Enfinger. Sixth, Stuart Friesen. Seventh, Ben Rhodes. Eighth, Christian Eckes. And those are the ones who are still... Battling for the championship. Eckes is 64 points back. Hosevar and Crafton are ninth and 10th and were eliminated last night. Their next race will be the Uno 200 presented by Ohio Logistics. And that is going to be, uh, that government, I didn't write down the date. Uh, boy, not sure when it is. I'll have to look that up. But the trucks, uh, check your local listings. The trucks are getting on through their playoffs. Now, here's something. Uh, well, no, ARCA. Let's do ARCA real quick because they ran on the one-mile dirt at DuCoin, Illinois, the DuCoin uh, the, uh, State Fairgrounds, and it was won by Ryan Unzinger. I don't know Ryan, uh, but he was the winner. Second was Jesse Love, third Sammy Smith, fourth Daniel Dye, and fifth Nick Sanchez. You look on down the line here to see the two ladies, 13th and 14th. Tony Breitinger and Amber Balkine. And 16th was our old buddy, Ken Schrader. He uh, started ninth, finished 16th, and he was just ahead of Rajah Karuth. So, uh, obviously, Rajah's dropping back further in the standings. So, the standings in ARCA, and I don't have their next race here. I should, but I don't. Uh, handy, anyway. Nick Sanchez is the point leader. We've got a 10-point lead over Daniel Dye. Rajah Karuth is 28 points back in third. 
Greg Van Aust is fourth, and uh, Tony Breitinger is fifth. So uh, that's ARCA. I think uh, I, I need to look it up. I'm not sure when their next race is. Uh, on the IndyCar circuit, they are into their last race of the season. Their season will end uh, after tomorrow's race, which is at 2.40 p.m., the Firestone Grand Prix Monterey, uh, Grand Prix of Monterey. Um, but let's back up to the Grand Prix of Portland, which was won last week by Scott McLaughlin. Will Power was second, Scott Dixon third, Patricio O'Ward fourth, and Graham Rahal fifth. The point standings as of right now, there's only four cars with a chance, five cars with a chance to win. Will Power, who drives, uh, let's see if I can do this. I should have prepared a little bit better. Will Power drives for Penske. He's first. Newgarten is second, 20 points back. He drives for Penske. Third, 20 points back, is uh, Scott Dixon. He drives with, for Ganassi. Fourth is Marcus Erickson, who is uh, 39 points back. And Marcus Erickson drives for Ganassi. And fifth is. Uh, Scott McLaughlin, who's 41 points back, and he drives for Penske. So you got three Penskes and four, uh, three Penskes and two Ganassis uh, battling for the championship, and that will be tomorrow on uh, NBC at 2:40. The Grand Firestone Grand Prix of Monterey and Indy will be done. Uh, Formula One wanted to spend a little more time with this, but won't get to. They're going to the famous Monza Circuit at. Um, Monza, Italy, for the Italian Grand Prix. Uh, after uh, 15 races, Max Verstappen has won ton of, 10 of them. He's won four in a row, and I think he's got another streak of three in a row and two in a row. So um, Max is uh, Max is pretty hot. He's uh, going to be the champion probably. Uh, that will be at 9 o'clock, 8.55 technically, Sunday morning on ESPN2. Very famous race at Monza. Last week, they ran the uh, Heineken Dutch Grand Prix, and Max Verstappen, who else won it? I won't even go much. Well, I'll give you the podium. George Russell was second, and Charles Leclerc was third. Lewis Hamilton was fourth, and Sergio Perez was fifth. The point standings in Formula One. Max Verstappen has a 109-point lead. Go ahead and give him the crown. Charles Leclerc is second, and Sergio Perez is third. George Russell fourth, and Carlos Sainz is fifth. The WeatherTech Sports Car Series will be able to run uh, on October the 1st. We'll talk more about that when it gets a little closer. Television tomorrow or today. Indy practice at 1.15 at Laguna Seca on Peacock. Uh, Xfinity races at 3 at Kansas on USA. That's today. IndyCar qualifying at 5 o'clock on Peacock at, from Laguna Seca. And the ARCA race is tonight at... Um, Kansas, that's why I didn't put where the next race is, because it's today at Kansas, and that's on MAV-TV. Tomorrow, the Cup runs at Kansas at 3, and IndyCar for their last championship deciding race will be at 2.40 on NBC. Pro football, college football, a lot of high school football last night. You got about 10 seconds. Glad all I have to do today is sit in and watch racing and football, because it's nasty out there. It is nasty, Alan. Uh, no local tracks for running this tonight. So, uh, like you said, sit back and watch a little bit of a uh, NASCAR. Greg's not at the microphone, but, uh, if he gets there in the next five, I want to ride the rides at the fair. <laughs> oh, my, that's what you need. You need to I'm ride the, the rides at the I fair. I want to ride the rides. Y'all do the radio show and I'll put my head in, but I want to, you know what I used to, I want, I want the scrambler. 
I love, always love the scrambling. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that's it for this week. Uh, pretty good show. And we will Pretty have another show. We, we was, we'll have another one for you next week. And hopefully uh, the weather will get better for these tracks of losing money and getting rained out today, but it's going to keep a lot of people safe indoors so they can uh, watch the uh, football and the, and the other races. Natalie, I don't, is anybody going? Yeah, they're going. I'm going home. But uh, the rest of you, see you next week. Keep it between the fences. You've been listening to Start Your Engines. Tune in each Saturday morning at 10 during the season for the very latest in auto racing news, interviews, and guests from around the sport. To find out more or order Perry Allen Woods books on motorsports, visit McFarlandBooks.com. Start Your Engines has been a presentation of Fox Sports Spartanburg, LLC. All rights reserved. Download our app on your smartphone or mobile device. Fox Sports Spartan.